This is Radio Free Pro Wrestling. The home of smart and stunning wrestling takes. The liberation starts now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Pro Wrestling. We're just a little bit over a week away from WrestleMania, and I'm here with David the Smart Mark. David, are you decided on this road to WrestleMania, or has it left you kind of on the side looking like, what the hell's going on? Um, it's, it's weird. It's almost like it's a glass half full type of WrestleMania in that there is the main event and, and all the storylines associated with the main event are, you know, have, have grabbed me, absolutely grabbed me. It's the undercard I, I, I fear for. You know, David, I feel like they have given a lot of time to the two major storylines of WrestleMania, especially Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. I mean, that story has come to a peak. And I'm just wondering what they're going to do next week on Monday Night Raw, as that's the go-home show to WrestleMania. And they also have two SmackDowns coming up. So what do you do now since, oh, hey, if you watch Monday Night Raw, you just saw Roman basically burn Cody pretty good. Confrontations between the pair have been very good. Very well written, obviously, with a lot of um, give and take from each side. Um, and it gets better and better. But yeah, you, you're right. I don't personally want, and I don't think they will, I don't want to see them touch each other before the actual match. I think it's been one of the best builds that they've done. And bear in mind, like, as you know, we discussed in the earlier episodes of this show um, on when he was at AEW, unlike you, I'm not a Cody fan, but I think he's done well. No, 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 I mean, let's face it, I'm not. But he's got me fully invested in this, which all the more credit to him for getting, you know, getting people like me invested in the, um, and sitting, you know, wanting to know how this outcome of match is going to go. Exactly, David. I feel like we kind of got a feeling that the titles are going to change at WrestleMania. I've still got a little summer of hope that maybe it doesn't, and they just keep the storyline going to Batlash, and somehow Sami Zayn gets into it. But the signs in the tea leaves are pointing to one Cody Rhodes becoming your next undisputed Universal Champion. Yeah, they are, and what a swerve it would be if he wasn't. You've just nailed it. I don't think that that's going to happen. But it would be a hell of a swift because everyone's expecting that big feel-good moment on the go-home um, at the end of night too. I, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me that they don't necessarily give it. This is your Radio Free Pro Wrestling Control Center. All the wrestling news you need to know. And my first stunning story too is a story that kind of gets to me sometimes because over the weekend, Rita Ripley went on Twitter and basically told everybody she will not sign anything that's not a photo of her and the person that wants to have it signed as some idiot decided to follow her around an airport and decided to tick her off. David, there's this era now where people go up to like sports stars and stuff and they want them to sign a bunch of stuff only to put it onto eBay to profit off of said item. I'm for one, I'm on side Ripley here. I feel like you, if you see a person in an airport traveling and stuff, you shouldn't borrow them. You should go over and say, hey, but I'm not one that's going to go, here, please sign the next 20 items for me. Yeah, no, you you bang on, Sean. Um, I, I'm with Rhea on this. It's the day, she, but we've gone from the day of when just an autograph of just a hello, would you mind signing this? Or in some cases, probably not even as polite as that. People in this day have an expectancy. And, you know, these superstars, they travel the world. They they don't get much sleep. They don't know what they're, they're backside from their elbows sometimes. And to constantly have people 
coming up and expecting. And it is expecting, and with the days of the selfie and, you know, the days of the shop, it's not like she's going to move quickly, transition through an airport. So I don't blame her. Don't blame her at all. Um, I mean, I, whenever I've gone and asked for an autograph of anyone, um, you know, is polite and courteous, and you've got to respect the fact that they say no. If they're a dick about it when you've not been, that's slightly different. But, like, I, I can only give you an example today with my other gig. I've been up at a major, major sports club today in the UK. I won't bore you with the details. Getting interviews and sound bites from players who are big, big deals over here in England. And even then, when they're at, they're at our beck and call, I've been polite and respectful to them and, and also grateful for their time. You know, David, I used to not understand why wrestlers would charge so much to sign items and stuff at, like, meet and greets shows here in Knoxville and stuff. Now I get it because they get hounded all the freaking time and they see the stuff they sign, turn up on eBay and get so, and they're going like, wait a minute, I don't get any part of that money, so I need to do something to recoup this for myself, so... I kind of wish the WWE would have some kind of security with all their people as they're going through airports and stuff, just so they wouldn't have to deal with this crap. Yeah, and if the WWE are listening, which they obviously are, bear in mind my previous life and career, I am available for um, for Becky Lynch's security. Okay, David, we're moving on to our second story, as there is a major free agent on the market right now, as it turns out that WWE Hall of Famer Goldberg is a free agent according to Fightful Select. His contract ended back at the end of 2022, and he is now available to be asked to come to your promotion for a Black Lester match. What would you like me to say about this, show? I tell you, you probably will end up having him, and that's Tony. He's a sucker for a former WWE world champion. I hope he doesn't. I really hope he stays away. I really hope everyone stays away. Um, but, yeah, he is available um, for bar mitzvahs, birthday parties, marriages, weddings, what have you. The, the man who finished Bret Hart's career will never, ever get my vote on Pride. You know, David, I feel like that second run he had in WWE where he had his young son and he wrestled that one match against Brock Lesnar, I feel like that should be his retirement match and he should just sell off in the sunset because he has really slipped and slid down my viewpoint of wrestling because when he was in wcw in his prime during the nitro era he was somebody i want to go watch and see and see who he beats next and he came to wwf he had a bad run because of you know how wwe both wcw people just after wcw folded then there's that long gap where he wasn't in wrestling then he finally comes back he has that one good match then it's like another match and another match and each time it gets worse and worse I'm just ready for him to just be retired. Yeah, you forget how far back he goes. I mean, WCW, by luck or by chance, or if you listen to Eric Bischoff, by quality booking, hit on something and got it right. And and they had, they absolutely had a gold mine there. And they blew it. They blew it with that, that infamous Nitro where he beat Hogan on Nitro and when he should have been a pay-per-view event. You had the incident with Regal, um, with with the, and I still love it to this day. Um, anyone who listens to this show knows I love William Regal, but his best quote regarding that controversial match with Goldberg on Monday Night Drove was, well, I couldn't hit myself. Um, in, you know, intimating that Bill was quite green at what he does. But they still got it right with the squash matches, squash matches. But at the end of the day, Bill was a former NFL footballer who could not wrestle, but he was a gimmick. 
and he was a bloody good gimmick, and for a while WCW got it right, and then unfortunately fell into the trap of falling foul of their booking. You're right, he came over to the WWE, and he was lucky too, and he was lucky to get another couple of runs, but he should have retired. He should not be allowed in a wrestling ring now, years ago, or whatever. Okay, David, my third news story of the week for you. AEW Rampage had had its best rating in months this past Friday night as they were coming off of the NCAA basketball tournament games. And that's good for them. I'm happy they had good ratings on Rampage. My problem was I was trying to record this episode of Rampage to watch so I can talk to you guys about it. And David only got like 30 minutes of it because the basketball games ran over. I feel like AEW needs to slide this rampage to a night where they don't have the games. They also not need to have it recorded. However, they move forward with rampage. They also don't need to record it after the dynamite tapings. Because you look at the, there was YouTube footage of the farewell where the, the Chris Jericho came out in the, in the Winnipeg um, the Winnipeg hockey jersey and said goodnight to the crowd. But it's not one there. They're all gone, you know, um, and it's a shame. They've got to really, I mean, they've got this new reality TV show starting. You've got dark, you've got dark elevation, you've got dark curtains, you've got beef curtains, you've got whatever. Their programming, timing and execution-wise is poor with the exception of Dynamite where with Dynamite at the moment, it's just the content that's poor. You know, honestly, David, I feel like they should take the month of March off every year because I know that Discovery Warner has the NSA tournament and he uses all their channels to televise all the games now. So having this thing start at 12 midnight, and granted, yeah, they got 474,000 viewers and like a .18 in the demo, but mostly that was the fact that it's recording that number as that basketball game is ending and people are just leaving their TV on there for a second and they're going, oh, it's wrestling. Okay, it's midnight. Do I want to watch this or do I want to go to sleep? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a great point, Sean. Um, I mean, I don't know how it falls. Obviously, we get it slightly differently over here in, in the UK, as you know, but their viewing figures are not strong at the moment. Um, they have the occasional strong week, but Generally, there, there's a there's a decline in the viewing figures, and and it's got to be product based. Okay, David, my final news story to you is an update to the Will Osprey injury. As you, if you listened to last week's episode, we were talking about how Will Osprey suffered a shoulder injury in his New Japan Cup match against Mark Davis, and apparently, it's worse than what they thought. And it looks like he's going to be pulled from the. Uh, crossover event with impact wrestling where he was supposed to face speedball mike belly so david i asked jake last week do you see will osprey being ready and able to go into the g1 no no i don't apparently it's you're right you bang on it's quite a serious injury and let's face it with will's style even though he's toned it down a little bit um it's always going to be dangerous and that lad needs to look after himself because he has potential to be the greatest you know the greatest wrestler of all time i don't know what to say really i just hope he gets better exactly david we want to wish will Ospreay a speedy recovery and hopefully we get to see him before wrestle kingdom but i got a feeling that this is going to be a multi-month recovery for one will Ospreay. yeah yeah we, we agree with that it's time for the stunning six question all the whys and what have they done now hopefully david and sean can make sense of it and my very first stunning question for you is gentle boy 
one of the pillars of AEW. And secondly, was that segment on last week's episode of AEW Dynamite just a little bit WWE light? Yeah, that's a great question. It was a WWE-style opening promo. The fact that you had one, you had MJF come out, then you had them all trog out in respective order and hurling insults at them. The promos were probably a wee bit better than WWE. And so in, in the fact that the subject matter was a little bit stronger. I think anything with Jungle Boy with them, I thought Darby was quite good on the mic in this. And Sammy's okay. And obviously MJF's MJF. A Jungle Boy with a mic is always a danger to, to the company. I can see why they're doing this four-pillar thing. Personally, I believe it's going to give Adam Cole time to get ready to challenge for the title. Or possibly my theory from... Two weeks ago, when I, when I was last on, Kenny Omega, I can see Kenny still being a challenger to MJF, which I think is, is a good choice. Whether you like Kenny or not, and he's divisive, I still think Kenny's a good choice. But as concerns your point, anything involving Jungle Boy with a microphone and a promo is going to make the company look weak. And in your the phrase you used, lie. Okay, David. My problem with this whole thing, as Jungle Boy being one of the pillars of the company, is... We look at Sammy Guevara. They keep Sammy looking pretty strong inside of the Jericho Appreciation Society. And they have done one hell of a job of making Darby Ellen that cool, kind of renegade, kind of James Dean baby face. And out of the three of them, I kind of want to see Darby Ellen versus um, MJF for the title. And I could see maybe six months to a year down the road, you have a world title run with Darby coming out of this promo segment. The one person I wish was in this promo segment that wasn't in it was Ricky freaking Starks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem is you look at the four concerns. Can you say, can you see them as a world champion in AEW? The only one of those three outside of MJF is possibly Sammy. But yeah, you, 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 that's your best point. Ricky, so what, what, what's happened to Ricky again? Um, he's been really poorly treated and it's typical of the AEW booking. I don't know, mate. I, 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 I personally think that this is just a filler. It'll be a filler of a four-way to give MJF a light match um, before a feud with Adam Cole or Kenny. I do believe you're right, David, and I'm just happy to see AEW finally deciding to focus on their basically quote-unquote homegrown talent as he had to save it with no WWE X people in it. So this was a perfect start to a new chapter at AEW here, and I hope we will see it. My second sending question to you of the week, I'm going to keep you in that AEW Dive Night episode, because at the end, we got a tease of a reunification of the Elite with one Heyman Adam Page. So, David, my question to you is, do you want to see Heyman Adam Page back inside the Elite, or do you want to see him just stay on his own? I've not bothered, Sean, is the perfect honest answer, but this does add credence. If Kenny goes off and has the title fight, they can bring Paige back in, either with trios or, you know, as part of part of the little clique, if you like. I, I'm not particularly bothered. I didn't enjoy the Hangman player Paige Boxley feud. Paige could step up. They could do a quick filler with him coming up against, uh, against MJF and MJF beating him. I think the next world champion outside of MJF will be Kenny or Adam Cole. Um, that's that's where I'm going. So if Adam goes back, Adam Page goes back to the elite, I ain't got a problem with that. Um, I'm not excited by it, but I ain't got a problem with it either, if that makes sense. 
Well, I feel like having Hangman with the Elite gives you that ability to break off Kenny, like you said, to go after the world title again. And it would be a kind of cool feud with them in the Blackpool Combat Club because I feel like this heel turn for the club, you know, I was kind of questioning at the beginning, but now I'm looking at it, I'm going like, this is freaking dang cool. They could be a freaking badass crew. Yeah, I mean, the rumor is that Danielson's going to come back for a short period of time with BCC. Um, and then not like what he sees, and then there's a possible you'll have a possible Wheelie you at uh, Brian Danielson or even Brian Danielson Claudio feud, which I would quite like, particularly for the Ring of Honor title. I think that would be that would be quite good. I don't know. They're going down the Elite BCC Club room, um, which I've got no problem with. It's a, it's a good use of many of their stars. Okay, David, I'm going over to our third setting question of the week. Did a WWE pull the trigger too soon on this reunification of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? Like earlier I said in this episode, we still got two SmackDowns away, and we already had the big moment where they hugged each other. David, that should have been the final moment on the last SmackDown before WrestleMania. They should have waited to that moment to have that. That's my hill, and I'm going to die on it. No, no, no. It's a good hill to die on. I agree. The only difference to your hill... I would say they should have done the hug on Raw and then a quick interview with them on SmackDown, building to the WrestleMania of whatever, presumably the tag team match versus the Usos. Absolutely rhetorical question. They shot the, shot the bolt far, far too early on that. They could have changed for at least a couple of other shows. They did such a great job with this will they, won't they storyline with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the last three or four months. And they just got to the point where I feel like they went, oh my God, we're two weeks away from WrestleMania. We need to hype this matchup. Guys, hug. Hug now. Please hug. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a panic there. I mean, you look at this, you've got Cody, Cody Roman and uh, the, the Usos, well, I'm presuming the Usos versus um, Steen and Generico. Because that's how they're going to be to me on that tag team night. Kevin Steen and El Generico. <laughs> um, they're, um, yeah, no, they're the two. They're, they're the two. I would love to see the WWE put the tag team titles on the pair of them. I really, really would. Well, I feel like they're maybe going to go down the road. Because if you listen to that promo that Cody did with Roman Reigns, it fixed the storyline where the line starts losing everything and Roman just slowly drifts off into insanity. He starts turning on his own family. Well, I think that the, the, the rumor is that also Roman is due. One of the many rumors, which is that time of the year, let's face it, um, is that Roman's due to have some considerable time off before SummerSlam as well, which, let's face it, he's deserved. Exactly. If you like Roman, if you don't like Roman, you got to respect Roman because... He's literally carried this company during the pandemic era, and he hasn't had much time off in the last two and a half years. So if they're going to give the title to Cody, let Roman have the summer off, I'm all for it because the dude deserves it. Yeah, agreed. Okay, David, my fourth sunny question to you this week. Did AEW waste the debut of Tyler Bowtory? And secondly, shouldn't Nicole Matthews, one half of the Canadian Ninjas, have a little bit of offense against Jade? Come on, people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, two, two really, really lazy, badly booked bits um, on both counts. Certainly the Tara Valkyrie one, she's like, you know, she's in, she's in one, she's obviously she's Mrs. John Morrison, very, very well known on the Indies and probably amongst the, the normal group. Yeah, and, and putting her up in with Jay Cargill is not a good idea. Anyone going in with Jay, although rumour has it that Nia Jax is heading towards AEW, that'll be a cool. Nia Jax versus Jay Cargill, that's going to be a, a technician's dream, isn't it? 
No, it was badly booked, badly done. Um, I was hugely disappointed when I watched it. You know, they, they were hyping this up a week ago, saying, hey, we're in Canada, Jay's going to face one of the best wrestlers in Canada. And I was like, okay, who could it be? And I was going around, it's going to be Tyler Battery. Okay, so they didn't want to do that match there in Edmond. That's fine. That's perfectly cool. Okay, so they find Nicole Matthews, who is a legend in Canadian wrestling. And for the hardcore fans, they know who the freak she is. She deserved an entrance. She deserved at least a little bit of offense and Jade can do her stuff and be Jade and get the one, two, three. Or, you know, if you have Jade need to cheat and Tyler comes down to avenge the loss of Nicole Matthews. Hi, I just booked this angle better in about 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was just utterly poorly done, Sean. And I don't want to say, you know, I've got no issue with Ty Valkyrie's a talent. Um, and I think her coming into AEW's women's division Mind you, we said this about Sarai, so let's hope she doesn't get dragged down with a lot of the drafts. You know, David, I feel like she's already started down that road because they literally used her first debut match on freaking recorded Rampage. Yeah. You know, you're answering your own questions, mate. You don't need me. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, fifth standing question of the week, David. Annie Coffin is being inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Now, for you who don't know Annie Coffin's name, he had a legendary feud with Jerry the King Lawler in Memphis Wrestling. And I got to think, David, I know Jerry Lawler has had some health issues this year. This has been done already. And I feel like now it's kind of questionable to do because the one person that should be inducting any confidence into this is Lawler. Yeah, yeah, it's no brainer. I've got no problem with this decision. Um, the actual feud is, uh, I, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It's, it's legendary. It's a legendary story told down in in memphis where and, and also in in the national states because they got a major they got a major american television with it didn't they with um you know with a, a fight that and it, it was kayfabe days as well no one really near and kaufman and lorna were brilliant at the way they kept it and kaufman was a brilliant cowardly heel who just had a love and one move, which was a body slam. He had one body slam, and he used to body slam women, which upset Lola. And it made Jerry um, so over. Kaufman such a cowardly heel. It was brilliantly done. Um, you know, it was he started out of the territories, but he got national. And yeah, 100% Kaufman deserves to go in. I mean, bearing in mind from my days, the first time I was introduced to him was when we got Taxi over here. And and I, I enjoyed Taxi as a series, um, with this mad this mad Latvian in the um in the office that, you know, um I just waiting for his scenes, which was which Kaufman obviously played with a plum. And then you found out that he was in, he'd been involved in a legendary wrestling feud. It made me go back and look and find as much footage as I could of the Lorna Kaufman feud. It was brilliant. It was a brilliant story before the days of Kayfabe being broken. And yes, of course, he deserves to go in. Exactly, David. I feel like this is way overdue. And I'm just hoping that Jerry Lawrence is in a condition where he can do this induction. Because I feel like there's nobody else that was suited to do this introduction. Yeah, no, absolutely. 100%. Okay, David, we made it to the end here. Sixth and final stunning question of the week. And what my question is for you, David, is who won the battle between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes? From their epic promo on Monday Night Raw, was it Roman Reigns or was it Cody Rhodes? Because Roman kind of told Cody he has a history of running away. 
Right, it was a great promo, really, really good promo. Um, there was good stuff on both parts. None of them were at fault. Heyman's facials are just genius. It, I don't think there was a winner. I think if if, if you want to, I'm going to pull. I'm going to pull a cliche out of the bag here, Sean. The the winner there was the audience because it was that good. Yeah, they've done it one night where Cody's marginally had the advantage in the promo battle. Um, as they've ended it. And on Monday night, Roman slightly, you would have said, won on points, but not by much. Um, I just, as I said earlier in the show, I hope they don't get physical before WrestleMania. I hope they manage just to keep it to verbal insulting. I thought it was very, very good. Um, top marks all round. I'm not bothered who gets, you know, who was on top and who wasn't because they were. They all played their part superbly. You know, David, you can literally keep Roman and Cody off of this coming up week's TV and just have them at WrestleMania, and it'll be perfectly fine. I feel like that promo on Monday night was the perfect way to send all of us into WrestleMania week looking forward to this undisputed Universal title match. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, Oh, there's nothing wrong with saying one of them being at the show and one of them doing a video mess, you know, doing a, a wall video, so they ensure that they're not... Um, that they're not um, laying hands on each other, but they're still piquing interest with the the insults because there was some there was some some crackers. Roman referring to AEW and him running away, and you know it's just brilliant, just genuinely genuinely good. And um, yeah, I loved it. Well, David, that brings us to the end of this episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. David, where can we find you in the world of broadcasting here, buddy? Oh, mate, um. Well, Facebook, David J. Brody, give me a nod. Um, at Big Duds on Twitter, Saturday Sport with David Brody on More Music Radio. Please give that page a like, give me a shout, and join me on a Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. English time for all things um, all things uh, sportive. Um, yeah, and, and, and anything to do with this, this delightful uh, podcast of ours. That you were, you know, got down to a team, Mr. Mr. Burke did. You can always follow us at www.radiofreepw.com to find out all the great stuff about Radio Free Professional Wrestling. And David, next week on the show, nobody wants to miss this. Finally, the Churchill Cup will be defended by this favorite champion, Randy from Canada. We're finally getting contracted to show up on the show again. And he's going up against you and Jake in a triple threat for the Churchill Cup as we preview Razzle freaking mania. I'll give Randy his due. He's got some cojones. Well, that's nice to hear, David, because it might be the end of the rainy era, and I might make it personal here. Sean, rest assured, Randy will not win the three-way. Well, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, you join us for Radio Free Professional Wrestling. Have a freaking stunning week, and Randy, get ready to defend the belt for your life, buddy. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.